designing a book cover that sells on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Digit. Save money without thinking about it. Get paid $5 just for signing up at servenomaster.com backslash digit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. 99% of independent authors, independent podcasters, people like us, when we create our first product, I see this with direct marketing, internet marketing products. I see this with most of my competitors with their podcast cover, and I see it on nearly every single book cover over and over again. And it's at the point where I just have to say something. Most people have covers that are so terrible, they're hurting their business. They're so amateurish, and it's a well-known problem. I was listening for the first time ever to a podcast by other authors a few days ago, and it was one of the first things they started talking about, how they couldn't understand and they couldn't believe it, but no matter what they say and what they do, people just continue to put terrible covers on their books. And I'm going to try in today's special episode together, in our special time together, to help you understand the elements of a great cover. Whatever direction you take your business, understanding design a little bit is important. This will become important as you design your website, if you decide to do a podcast, if you decide to sell products on your website. There are some key elements. And other people have different philosophies, but I want to give you a very simple one, a very simple set of rules that if you follow them will put you on the path to good cover. 99% of the buying decision is made based on the cover of your Kindle book on your Amazon book. When people search through Amazon, if they see anything about your cover they don't like, don't trust, don't respect, don't connect with, they'll move on, you'll lose the sale. The cover is where they look, click on the cover to then see the rest of your book description. They don't see reviews until they've chosen the cover. They don't see your description until they've seen the cover. They don't see any of the other information. All they see is the cover, book title, author name. A weak cover is the number one reason books fail. And these same principles apply to creating podcast covers, creating book covers on your direct website, whether you're doing 3D box shots, however you're doing it. I like to have a really simple setup because I find that most people can handle that. I like text, image, text from top to bottom. Very simple. We want to look at the reader's experience. Most people design a cover based on something they like. And I can look at most covers and tell you a lot about the person who, who designed it. When I see a bad cover, I can usually tell you the gender and race of the person who designed the cover. For some reason, people do bad covers in a certain way. And I can immediately tell a lot about the person who wrote the book, who made the cover themselves. Now, there are plenty of people who pay a lot of money for bad covers. Usually, if you pay a couple hundred bucks for a cover, you'll get a cover that looks professional and doesn't sell. At least it'll look okay. But if you get a cheap cover, if you do it yourself, it will look like garbage. The first step to designing your cover, your podcast image, your box shots, whatever your creative is, whatever your creative element, the presentation, start by looking at your competition. 
be honest with yourself and be honest about your industry. If you decide, I don't care what other people are doing, I'm just gonna do what I like, your book will fail. If your approach to business, or your approach to this business, any of the things I'm covering is, you're gonna do what you want, it doesn't matter what other people do, you don't care what the rest of the market is doing, you're gonna do your own thing, you'll fail. And there's nothing I can do to help you. You've made an active decision to hurt your business, and there's no way I can help someone who's actively hurting their own business. Pride and ego are business destroyers. I have a friend, and I've mentioned this before, has a $500 cover on his book, and the book does not sell. If he changed that cover, the sales would double. The reason this is on my mind, there's a couple of reasons covers have really come up for me lately. I'm doing more and more paid advertising. And in fact, I've been going through a brand new, really extensive author Facebook ads training. So it's all about running paid advertising as an author. And I've been run paying advertising for the last month on another platform. And with all my paid advertising, one of the walls I run into is with my series of romance books. My romance cover, very simple design. I looked at the top book in my space. When my book came out, I looked at a very popular book. I looked at the colors on the cover. I looked at the design of the cover, and I looked at the image. So the cover of my romance novel is a very muscular torso. There's no face. There's no legs. It's just a really buff guy I found on a stock image site, and I spent ages finding the perfect body. I probably spent two or three hours before I chose the picture that I wanted to use. So that cover is perfect in that space. What I've discovered is that advertising platforms won't allow you to have a cover that's too steamy or too suggestive. Here's why. When you buy ads on Facebook and most other platforms, you can't control the age of the people who see your ad perfectly. Now, Facebook does let you target demographics and say, oh, I only want people 18 and up to see this. It doesn't matter. How many times have kids use their Facebook, parents' Facebook account, if kids use their parents' Facebook account, kids been searching around, or you accidentally use someone else's Facebook account in your house. If my girlfriend uses my computer and I don't notice it, and I sit down and click on Facebook, it takes me a second to realize what's going on. So Facebook doesn't want to deal with a kid seeing a sexually suggestive romance book cover. So they won't allow you to run ads with that type of cover. That's one thing I've run into. So I'm in the process of creating a new cover for the group box shot. I actually want to run traffic. I want to run ads not to the first book in my 10-book series, but into the collection of all 10 books together. So I need to create a new cover that's acceptable with this new set of guidelines. So I have the initial guidelines of I need a really sexy cover of a sexy man with nice big muscles and big abs. But the second set of guidelines is I want to be able to run paid traffic, so I have to make a shift. These are the two overarching principles that should drive you. Now, outside of romance, you don't really have to think about advertising guidelines because anything will be acceptable. If it's acceptable in your space, it'll be acceptable there. It's only with romance covers you have this secondary thought. I have a book right now where the cover's not very good. I wrote a book a year and a half ago, a year ago, call about introversion. It's called Quiet, the Power of Introverts in a Loud World, something like that. It's similar to another book called Quiet. The cover I chose is bright red, which is good for drawing attention, but there's something about the imagery. There's a woman on the cover kind of making a shh noise, a be quiet noise with her finger, and the book doesn't sell very well. I've known I needed to change the cover for ages. I just haven't done it. I finally started the process last week because I've been going through and redoing a ton of covers this month. The cover doesn't work because of the picture. The red is too much of a stop color, 
this particular shade of red. And the woman's face, it doesn't quite fit the feeling of the book. What you want to suggest is like a quiet little secret. So the real cover I would want is like a cheeky smile or something like that. So I'm changing the image and I'll have the new cover done later this week. In fact, I just got the new cover design, the first design done. So when you're designing your cover, we have title, image, and then author name below it. And you can switch author name and title, have author name at the top, title at the bottom if you want, if you're a more well-known author. But if you're not famous, it's better to do title at the top. The first thing to think about is colors. Your cover should only have four colors, black, white, dark, and light color. You want high color contrast. This means colors that are very different. You don't want to have dark blue and very dark blue as your two main colors. Sometimes people have a cover that looks amazing, so nice and dark, but the colors are very similar. And when you look at the image in black and white, it doesn't work anymore. Amazon sells at least half of the books in black and white. So if your book only looks good in color but doesn't look good in black and white, you'll have a problem. If you look at the cover of Breaking Orbit, the original design, the first design I had looked amazing in color, but in black and white it wasn't as good. So I actually have a cover that looks okay in color, but it's even better in black and white. I made a change to make it fit. So remember the way your audience buys. We want to have high contrast ratio with our colors so that in color and in black and white, your product will look amazing. You'll notice that I use certain colors on all of my covers. There's certain colors I love to use. Electric purple, electric blue, really bright colors. This area, very warm oranges, draw a lot of attention to the eye. So go into your category, look at the top 10 books there, and then see how you can be 90% the same as step one. You want to be just like the other books as much as you can so that your book makes sense. If you're in a category and there are 10 bestsellers and all 10 bestsellers have a picture of an astronaut or a spacesuit on the front, you need to have an astronaut on the cover of your book. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. I see it so often where people cheap out too far on the cover and they cheap out on the image. Your image is going to cost you 3 to $5 and then the cover design will be another three to five dollars. If you can't afford to invest $10 in the cover of your book, when you launch your book and you make your first $10, you have to spend that money on getting a better cover or you will never do well. There are certain colors that you should never use on your cover. One of them is neon yellow, another one's neon green. Anything neon is really, really bad. And if you don't know the difference between electric purple and neon purple, because this is a podcast, it's audio only, go to Google and type in the two different terms. There's no excuse. Go to any search engine and type in electric purple and then type in neon purple. Neon colors are bad, electric colors are good. Electric colors pop out from the page, but they also look good in black and white. Neon colors look like garbage. Every time I see neon green on the cover, I know that it's an independent author and that their book will fail. There's no other way about it. I see it all the time. I'm in a ton of Facebook groups where people show each other their covers and show each other their new books to get opinions, and I can immediately tell as soon as I see a post. I can look at the cover and go, nope, that book's not going to do well. And Neon is one of the big giveaways. People don't understand. When I say get attention to your book, it does mean make a cover that sticks out, but it does not mean use a neon color. 
It also does not mean use seven or eight different colors, so it begins to look like a kaleidoscope. If you have too many prominent colors, when you go to black and white, it'll just look gray. It'll look too messy. Always check your cover in black and white. And with your imagery design, look at what the people around you are doing. This will give you a feel, and it's better to have a really average cover that totally fits your space and totally looks professional than to have a cover that really stands out because it doesn't make sense. The image itself needs to connect with the topic. If the image is too different, if the idea is too much of a disconnect or too much of a joke, you'll lose the audience. And when I say too much of a joke, sometimes we want to go a few steps beyond the idea. Last night, I was working on an image for a product about memory and improving your memory. And I couldn't find a really good picture of a brain. So then I thought, hey, what about just a picture of a RAM chip? This is just for something internal. This is for one of my product blueprints that I'll begin releasing next week to help people launch different types of products, work in different types of small projects. I began to do that, and then I wanted to go down the path, and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny to have a picture of someone in a computer store selling different parts, and it looks like you're going in to upgrade your computer. Then I remembered, wait, that's too far. It's too many steps in the joke, so people won't all get it. 90% of people might get it, but if 10% of people don't get it, I lose 10% of my sales. Understanding your audience, understanding how they buy things is very important. I know that not everyone would get a joke like that. It's too far. Even the RAM chip is almost too far. I just really couldn't find a good picture that represented memory, and I looked for quite a while. I might look again today and change it, but we want our image to fit. With Breaking Orbit, something very similar happened, and if you read that book when it comes out, I talk extensively about book covers in there. Breaking Orbit is my entire book launch plan. That's why books are on my mind again. The cover for that book, I almost put an astronaut on the cover. I saw all the other books that do well in the space either have pure text covers or they have a spaceship that looks like a pencil. Those are the two things you see. I didn't want to have a spaceship pencil. But I like the idea of space. That's how I get the idea for the cover of Breaking Orbit. And one of the images, one of my final three images, was an astronaut with an electric purple background, a beautiful image, a really beautiful image, flying towards you. The problems with this image is, number one, he's flying towards you, and number two, He's not moving up. There's no feeling of him breaking orbit. I also looked at some pictures of astronauts on other planets or astronauts kind of big space bend, and I realized none of those are going to work. But the astronaut one with electric purple background, because it was a bright color, I liked that, drew a lot of my attention. Only in the final decision did I say, you know what, this cover, it's the symbol, the image doesn't make enough sense to people. Will people see a picture of an astronaut? understand Breaking Orbit, and then think it's a book about writing books about Kindle. No, people would see that and think it's a sequel to that book, The Martian. They think it's a science fiction book. So your imagery can make people think your book's about a different topic. Color is important, but so is subject matter. Whatever category you're in, your cover should match. Your cover image should make sense. Keep that in mind as you make a decision. I see everyone in romance has either a topless guy, a man and a woman, or a guy in a suit, like a nice suit or tuxedo, and you can't see his face. Those are the really common images. So people can still take that subject matter and get it wrong. You have to really think about the person on the cover when you're using a person, when you're using a stock photo, and make sure the way they're standing together fits. 
Make sure their positioning fits. In general, with romance, you don't want to show the person's face on the cover so that the person reading the book can imagine it's them. So if I see a romance cover and I can see the guy's face, it's a high-risk decision. Now, you can do it if you do it right. This isn't the area where someone who's very good at covers can get away with having the face, but if you're just starting out, don't do it. It's an advanced move that you have to be advanced to accomplish. So when you're copying other people, sometimes it's better to copy the middle of the road because it's easier to get right. This is a very creative process, and I can't give you perfect advice. I can just give you really good guidelines to follow as you're beginning. Follow my coloration ideas. Make sure you check for black and white. Now, the process of getting a cover designed is very simple. I go through three phases. Once I've decided on my cover, the first phase is to pick the image. So I pick the image I want on the cover. So right now, I'm replacing the cover for quiet. I'm replacing the cover for my introvert. So last week, I was looking for an image that was better. I found, by looking for pictures of spies, I found a picture of a woman spy kind of whispering with a finger over her mouth, but like she looks like a spy and she looks like, be quiet because I've got a really awesome secret, as opposed to be quiet because I'm nervous. And that's what I want my cover to express, the positive aspect of quiet. So I found this image, but the colors on it stink. The colors were okay. Most vector images and most drawings that you can buy online from stock image sites, and I'll give you a link to a couple of stock image sites I use in the show notes, they're in pastels. I hate it, but for some reason, all of these designs are always pastel. The reason they do that is pastel colors are inoffensive and most people will buy them. Most people prefer that for their boring business websites. And pastels are fine for internal stuff, but when you want to make a cover that pops, when you want your cover to stand out from the crowd, you want bright. So I grab that cover and this second step, once I have the subject, is color. So I then hired a designer on Fiverr who's done work for me in the past. It's actually the same person who did this for me with Serve No Master, the book. And I said, fix these colors. This image stinks. The drawing is great, but the colors do not pop. And so now the spy is wearing bright purple, and there's a bright pink or magenta background, a really great magenta, the same magenta that appears in the cover of Serve No Master. So now I have an image that has great subject matter, and then I change the colors to make a pop. If you use a photograph, it's harder to change the colors, but with vector images and drawings, changing the coloration's not too hard. You can get someone on Fiverr to do it. There are tons of Photoshop people, and if you're good at Photoshop yourself, maybe you can do it yourself. Once I go through the color phase, and I only do the coloration phase about one out of 10 books. You don't always have to do it. Some, I can often find a great cover image, that has the right colors. It's only once in a while that you need to redo the colors, but that's what I do to get the perfect cover. It's what I've done for two books recently. Once you have that perfect image, then you go to Fiverr and hire one of the designers that I like. You can just type in ebook cover designer and find one that you like. Now, during this process, there are a couple very, very important things. Number one, find two books in your category that are selling well. The mistake people make when sending information to their designer is to point to books they like. Every week, coaching student or I get an email or on one of my webinars, someone points me to a book cover that, and a, or a book that they think is doing really, really well. And they say, oh, I love this book. Look how many reviews it has. Look at this cool cover. And then I look and the book is selling one to two copies a month. The book's making like $7 a month. Check the book ranking 
before you decide if it's doing well. I have seen books with over a thousand reviews that are making no money. Books die. If you don't maintain them and don't maintain momentum, that can happen. So go to your category and find two books that are selling really well and making a lot of money. And that's the cover design. That's what you want to model. Your designer is going to model a little bit of how those designs are colored and also the font, which is more important than anything else. It's very hard for me to describe good and bad fonts. I wish that I could. I'm not a typographist. Maybe it's called a typologist. I'm not even sure which is the correct word, but there are book cover fonts that work and there's only about 10. And there are thousands of book cover fonts that look like garbage. Anything cursive on the cover is probably terrible. If you have a cursive style text on the cover of your book, there's a 99% chance you've made a horrible mistake. Cursive is hard to read when it gets really small. And very few successful books throughout the history of all books have had cursive writing on their cover. You almost never see it with a traditionally published book. Yes, we are bypassing the traditional publishing route, but we don't want to completely ignore thousands or hundreds of years of research and millions of dollars of marketing research. So I look at a really good cover and I know I want a similar font. This is why I like to hire someone else to handle the cover to make sure I don't make a font mistake. If your font is 99% the same, people can feel it a little bit and it can hurt your sales. Much better to just get a professional and this is why I hire book cover designers and most of my designers charge between five and $20. Some of the prices on Fiverr have changed recently. They used to all be $5. Again, this is a worthy investment. So at the top end of the range, if you really spend and go hog wild, your cover can cost $30. Three to five bucks for the image, $5 to get the color fixed, and $20 for a really top-of-the-line designer. And usually, if I'm spending $20, I'm hiring three designers and I'm comparing their work. I usually don't hire someone who's $20 for the one design. It does cost a little money to get a great book cover. If you design the cover yourself, even if you're a graphic designer, your book will probably be terrible. It, doesn't, it has nothing to do with Photoshop ability, graphics ability, that's not what is, this is. This is designing book covers that sell. It's a very specific skill. Creativity and being good with Photoshop are only 5 or 10% of it. Now, the designers I use, if you look at their portfolios, there are a lot of bad covers there, unfortunately. But most of the bad covers in their catalogs are because the people requested a bad cover. I look for that. Some designers, all of their covers are bad, and I can tell it's a bad designer. But some designers... They have a few really amazing covers and have tons of bad ones. And I can look at the imagery and see a lot about the person who ordered and go, oh, that's the person who chose a bad cover. person doesn't know what they're doing. person requested a terrible cover. And the designer does what the person who hired him wants. At the end of the day, you're paying someone $5. They're not going to tell you if you're doing it wrong. They're just going to take your money and do what you want. They're going to give you what you want. So you want to show two books similar to yours and say, these two books are doing really well. I want my cover to look similar to theirs. I usually say make it similar to theirs, but a little brighter or a little bit more popping, a little more exciting color. When you follow this pattern, you'll end up with a cover that looks professional, has the correct fonts, fits into your space, and is bright. Most people's first experience with your cover will be at one and a half by two inches. That's the size. When someone does an Amazon search or goes to the best-selling categories, that's the size of the book cover that they see. On my Kindle, it's even smaller. I do 90 to 99% of my book acquiring via my Kindle, not the Amazon website. I see a color. I see the cover for the first time in black and white in a very small. You need to test those things. 
some people want to have three or four really cool images on the cover. But guess what? Can't tell what they are when it gets really small. It gets all modeled. It's too much information in too small space. Something might look great at six by nine inches and it will look garbage at one and a half by two inches. Now I mentioned before that these same principles apply to product box shots and podcasts. I don't want you to think I forgot you. Most podcast designs are garbage. If you look at podcast covers out there on Amazon, on iTunes, you'll notice you often can't tell what the podcast is about and the covers often look amateurish. Black and white is not as important for podcasts, but it's still worth keeping in mind. It's always worth double checking. And your podcast cover, you want to think three things. Number one, can people tell immediately what this podcast is about? Number two, does this image look good really, really small? Number three, will this image capture attention on the iTunes page? If you go to a podcast category on iTunes, it'll show you 20, 30, 40 of the shots of the podcast image in a big spread. So you have this grid of all these different covers and you're just scanning through. Will your cover catch the eye and draw attention? The cover for my podcast, the one you're listening to, I spent ages picking the perfect color. It's a very specific shade of aquamarine, blue-green, and I even know the hexadecimal code is 134E5E. I even know the hexadecimal code. It's the only color I know it for. I tested a similar variation with electric purple of the same cover, but it sent the wrong message. It drew attention, but it didn't match my messaging. The color came across too female and too... It just didn't seem professional. Even though it looks great on my book covers, the, the purple color I usually use didn't look right for a podcast cover. I tested a lot of variations, many variations, and in fact, I used three or four different podcast cover designers to get a wide spectrum of options. And one of the designers was terrible, then the second one was terrible, and then the other two did pretty good. And between the final two, I began to test different designs. Podcast covers often are either too hard to read or they're too busy. That's the most common mistake. People should be able to see from a distance when it's one inch by one inch or two inches by two inches, really small on their screen or really small on their phone, what the podcast is about. If it's a health podcast, it should have a picture of an apple or a stethoscope, something like that, to let people know it's medical or healthy. If it's an exercise podcast, most successful exercise podcasts have a picture of a weight. What a lot of people do, what a lot of new podcast people do, and it's the same thing for new authors, we look at someone really successful. I could easily go and look at the Joe Rogan podcast and decide to do a cover just like his. But guess what? He's famous. I'm not. If you're not famous, don't replicate a famous person. I am a successful but not famous person, so I model people that are doing well, but no one knows who they are. People don't listen to this podcast because of my name. People listen to this podcast because of the brand name and because of the topic. Be honest with yourself. You're not famous. If you are and you listen to this podcast, I'm very flattered, but most likely you're not. You're a regular person just like me, trying to make a living just like me. So you cover your image for your podcast should be very clear about your topic. It should pop out from the page and it should be readable small. I'm in some groups for people who do podcasts. I went through some training to do my podcast and people post their covers sometimes. And I've seen where people have a terrible cover, total garbage. I can tell you right away it won't sell. All the principles for Kindle covers and Amazon covers are the same for podcast covers. And I see a cover that's terrible and people go, wow, I love it, that's so great. I don't know what to do because everyone 
it's making this person feel good. If I say something, then they're like, you're so mean. It becomes about emotion and ego, and I hate that. If someone tells you they like your cover or they think it looks fun, their advice is not very valuable. What you want are people who look at your cover compared to other covers and say this will sell or this will draw attention or this works in your category. Your cover will never be seen in isolation. It will always be seen with other covers around it. So you have to look at your thing in the crowd. When the police arrest a criminal, they put them in a room with five other people that look like them and then have the witness say which one it is. They have to do a lineup. Without a lineup, you can't use the identification in court because it's meaningless. Saying that's the criminal when you have nothing to compare it to is worthless. I love that cover with nothing to compare it to is garbage. If you want to send your cover to people to test, you can do, my friend did this and I thought it was brilliant. When he was sending me a, a test cover, he took a screenshot of his category in Amazon and then he placed his cover image over the top of one of the competitors. So it was just hidden on the page and said, what do you think? So I looked at it in context. This is a brilliant move and exactly what you should be doing. Have people look at your cover in context. How does your cover look small? How does your cover look from a distance? My cover looked amazing, big. My, one of my older designs for a podcast cover. But small, you couldn't really tell what's going on. I had too much information. My cover has title, a picture of me on the side, and then three-word tagline below it, if I remember correctly. I hope I'm right, because I went through so many variations. But in the bottom section, where it's that green, there's a band of green, and there's nothing there. It's empty space. Originally, I filled that. I tried putting text there, other images there. I tested putting a palm tree in the front to look more islandy, and they all made the cover look worse. They looked cool big, and when you made it small, you couldn't tell what's going on anymore. The image became cluttered. So when you're designing your product shots, when you're designing your covers, keep these ideas in mind. Look at what other people are doing and be similar. Once you're very similar, then stand out by being five to 10% different. And the five to 10% should come from the colors you choose. Choose colors that are bright, that are inviting, and that fit your space, and you'll do really, really well. The cover is the most important part of the entire project. That's why this is one of the longest episodes I've ever recorded, and I didn't even realize till just now that I'd gone so far over, but this information is crucial. With your product shots, with your cover shots, with your podcast shots, it's really gonna affect your revenue streams if you make a mistake. As always, and as several people discovered last week, you can email me, podcast at servedomaster.com, since you're listening to the podcast, and I'll reply. Just last week, three different people emailed me and were shocked when I replied. And I love that. I love connecting with people. So if you have a cover, you can post it on my Facebook page. That's the best place to do that so we can get group feedback, whether it's for a podcast cover, a book cover, a 3D product shot, any of those things. And I'll gladly take a look at it. If you post one to the page, I then recommending sending a follow-up email to me to let me know, and I'll draw attention to it, and I'll even mention it to other people so more people see it, and we can really have some solid feedback for you. But I'm always glad to help people out. People that reach out to me, I return the favor. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you connect with some of this information and realize that designing your cover correctly can lead to a massive boost in your revenue. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. 
Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Join me on my Facebook page at facebook.com backslash serve no master.